following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 on the FM dial, 1380 AM. You can also catch us on WNRI.com. And if we're friends on Facebook, you can check us out on Facebook Live to see what the studio looks like. Uh, this show is on every Tuesday evening right here, 6 to 7 p.m., and it's for you, the consumer. Uh, my objective is to provide you with information about buying and selling real estate, whether you own a home or want to own a home or are thinking about selling a home, because things change. The market does not stay the same, and the process of buying and selling a home does not stay the same. Um, you know, one of the things we'll be talking about tonight is the process per, you know, is of preparing to uh, buy a home. Many folks who are going to be selling a home are also going to be buying a home. So this is you know, very important information. And the process of um, what you ultimately end up paying every month for your mortgage is uh, you have direct control over that. Okay, based on uh, you know what your credit score is, and we're going to talk about that tonight. We have a very special guest who will um, answer lots of your questions. And if you have questions, of course, you can tune in on Facebook Live and ask them, or you can give us a call at 401-769-0600, 401-769-0600, and uh, we'll answer your calls live. I want to uh, just do a little bit of uh, kind of housekeeping business. First off, I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, we have Don Miller, the principal lender at North Point Bank, 401-241-9676. Anthony Betancourt and Rich Nicholson, the partners who own Beacon Title and Escrow. Beacon takes care of all of the closing for our buyers and our sellers of residential and commercial real estate. GMET's Moving and Storage, gmetsmoving.com. You can go to their website and actually book a move they don't require a deposit to book a move, to schedule a move. That's GMET's moving in storage. Whether you're moving furniture from one side of the house to another, putting it in storage while you work on your house, or moving your entire home from Rhode Island to Tennessee or Florida, they can handle it. Nothing is too big or too small for GMET's moving in storage. Check them out at gmetsmoving.com. And, of course, Vern Rainville, public insurance adjuster, Vern does a fantastic job working for you, the property owner, not the insurance company. Okay, if, it, if the insurance adjuster is not a public insurance adjuster, he or she works for the insurance company. Vern Rainville works for the property owner, so he will always look out for you and try to um, make sure that you receive everything you are entitled to based on your insurance policy. 
Okay, so that's taking care of the business side of things. I want to talk a little bit about real estate. There's a nice listing that one of my colleagues at REMAX Prefers has. Uh, her name is Kathy Souza, and she has a nice listing right in Cumberland. It's 60 Notre Dame Ave in Cumberland, Rhode Island. It's in the Cumberland Hill area. The pro- this house, um, it's... Uh, nicely appointed. It has. It's priced at three hundred ninety-nine thousand dollars. It has uh, three bedrooms, one full bathroom. It's about twelve hundred forty-eight square feet of above-ground living space, and it has a full basement. So there's an opportunity for you to actually add living space to add value by finishing the basement. So you could almost double how much space you have for usable space. The lot's about 5,600 square feet, and your taxes are only $4,600 a year. Uh, so for a nice three-bedroom house in Cumberland, that's that's really nice. This house also has a nice single-car garage. Uh, it was built in 1950. It's a typical ranch, one-car garage, um, only this is a little bit larger than many of them because, as I said, it's 1,248 square feet. But if you have questions, you can reach out to my colleague, Kathy Souza, at um, 401-265-4494. That's Kathy Souza uh, at REMAX Preferred, my friend and colleague with that nice listing at 60 Notre Dame Avenue in Cumberland. If you have questions... You can give her a call again, 401-265-4494, or check her out at Kathy at KathySouza.com if you want to email her. Um, I want to talk a little bit about one of my listings. I have a listing in Johnston, Rhode Island. It's also a ranch, a good-sized ranch, three bedrooms, two full baths, two-car garage, uh, 0.84 acres. This house needs a little TLC, okay, needs some updating, Um but it's a great opportunity. It's priced at $399,000, and uh, this has a full walkout basement, has a full bath in the basement. You could put a kitchen down there or uh, more living space down there as well. Um, all of the systems work well. The roof performs fine. The boiler works fine. They're older, so they're, at some point they're going to need to be replaced. But it has beautiful hardwoods underneath carpet, so they've been preserved nicely um, by the carpets for since the house was built in 1954. Um, so if you have any questions on that, please reach out to me, 401-409-5030. That's 401-409-5030. And you can text me at that number as well. Um, yes, and if you're watching on Facebook, Kathy just posted a link to the, um, uh, to the property uh, on Facebook live uh for the sh- for this show so i want to um that's pretty much it we have another mixed-use property actually in north providence residential with retail it's currently restaurant and one of the structures and then i have another mixed-use property in providence uh two residential units upstairs and a commercial unit on the first floor both of these properties have plenty of off-street parking so give me a call 401-409-5030 if you have any questions on those uh or if you have questions about financing again give me a call 401-409-5030 and i will direct you to don miller the principal lender uh but without further ado i want to um introduce uh, my friend and uh, business partner, so to speak, um, Valerie Tridenti. Valerie um, Tridenti Consulting. Uh, she does credit counseling. Uh, she has been doing it. She's all over Instagram, and she has a lot of 
good content out there. But uh, I want to welcome Valerie to the show. Hello, Val. Th- welcome to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited to be here. Excellent, excellent. So tell our listeners and our viewers on Facebook a little bit about the credit business, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. So individuals come to me when they're trying to build their credit, uh, get advice on what they actually need for their credit or to restore their credit. So typically when somebody comes to me, they are trying to do something, right? Um, Buying a home is the most, um, is that, you know, people want to purchase a home. They want to be a homeowner. They want that American dream. Um, They do come to me for other things, starting businesses or um, buying a car or, I mean, even renting, right? Because sometimes um, that can be tough when your credit is not up to par. Mm -hmm. So um, I do free consultations and sometimes I will look at your credit report and sometimes it will be that they don't have credit, right? Mm-hmm. They've never, they've been the cash person always, you know, using cash or they're afraid of credit cards or they just don't understand how credit works. Mm-hmm. So I'll have clients like that or I'll have clients that have um, run through uh, an issue in their lives. You know, life, it can be, can you know, life sometimes. Throws your curveball occasionally. Yeah, right? Yep. And it happens um, to the best of us and they, um, their credit took a hit and they need some restoration. So so either one of those, if you are ready to um, either build, restore, or both, and then I can um, team up with you and, and, and help you out. Now, what would be the best way for someone to reach out to you? So um, the best way would be either um, call, calling me or texting me um, on my number 401 or you can um, DM me on, if we're friends on social media or if, you know, you want to follow me on social media to get that content. I'm on Facebook, Valerie Jean, J-E-A-N, or on Instagram. Um, my name is V Tridenti, so V-T-R-I-D-E-N-T-I. Either one is fine with me. Great. And that's actually uh, part of the name of your company, right? Yes. 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 V Tridenti. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, folks, if you have questions, please don't hesitate to uh, reach out to Val and she can answer questions questions because i think the thing that i want to drive home to folks is that if you have crappy credit if you've always had crappy credit that doesn't mean you are always you're destined to always continue to have crappy credit no absolutely not um most of us were not taught about credit and mm-hmm. and and that's a that's a problem you know um in schools and stuff like that and we were kind of thrown out there when we were 18 years old credit cards were thrown at us and we a lot of us didn't know what to do or a lot of us made decisions thinking we knew what to what to do and it actually hurt our credit and so if you've it doesn't matter how long your credit has been in a bad space or if you've never had good credit or if you it does not matter if you're ready to um you know, if you're ready to tackle it and get, you can get to a good score. It doesn't matter how low you are. <laughs> it does not matter. You can um, get to a good place. And the thing with my consultations is you'll never walk away from a consultation not learning something. So it's really educational based on what I what I see that you need. Um, 
and I'm always available for questions. Um, so many people will call me or text me or DM me, mm-hmm. um, will show me some progress or say, hey, should I do this or do I do that? And I'm, I'm always I'm always available. And I, I actually really like to help people, you know, make those decisions before they make the decisions that they think might be good, but maybe not good. <laughs> yeah, see, that's something, too. I know a lot of times people think when it comes to real estate, they think about, oh, I think I'll do this um, and it will, you know make my house more saleable or make me more I'll pay off all of those you know collections or whatever it is because that'll make me increase or improve my credit score not necessarily true correct correct so there's some things that you don't want to do so I know I had a gentleman he said I you know I was he wasn't my client but and then you know giving him advice here and there and he he reached out and said hey I I just paid off my car loan early so that should help my score right and I said it's actually going to drop your score you know um because when you when you when a loan closes out right or a credit card closes out you know some people same thing with credit cards they they are so excited that they paid off that credit card so they just want to close it out and they think that that's going to be great it's actually going to hurt your score because now you just closed out an open account and you're going to mess with your credit age and it could drop 20 20 points um or maybe even more right so you don't want to close out loans um Paying on, you don't want to close them out early, I should say. You never want to close credit cards. Um, the older they are, it's like fine wine. The older something is, the better it is for your credit. So you want to keep them open and active. If you pay them off, great. Um, but utilize them. Even if it's just, I tell people, if you have Netflix or some kind of subscription, put that on there and, and have it on auto pay so that it's open and active and you're tapping into like on-time payments and utilization. And paying collections does not help your credit score. Paying collections um, is something, you know, it, it, I can see where people think that because it makes sense. Well, let me pay this, this off, right? Um, what will happen is it will, on your credit report, it will say paid in full. And so you think that it's great, but it's still on your credit score, uh, credit report, I'm sorry. And it's still having the same negative impact that it had then before you even paid it, right? So you don't want to, and then it, it awakens them, right? So there might be a collection that hasn't been reporting for a long time and now you went and paid it and now you made it current. And so you're going to have a, even a drop in your score. So, and, and to restore and get those removed, once you've paid on them, you've kind of admitted to them and now it becomes even hard to remove, right? So you you definitely, that's definitely not going to help your score for sure. So that's, okay, that's something that always, you know, I found exasperating because it's like, wait a minute, someone's trying to do the right thing. They're paying off a collection. They're, yes. you know, paying something down, money that maybe, presumably they did owe it. And it hurts them because they're paying it down. Right. <clears throat> and, you know, just like sometimes you have people who have, like, I had one guy, going back a few years, he had a Sprint bill that was like $83. It was just sitting there. And he just, and he, it was like he got into one of those contests that, you know, you're not going to win. He said, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm not going to pay it. So it just sat there for years. And then when he goes to get a mortgage, <clears throat> excuse me, it's still there. It showed up and it, it, you know, that can impact, you know, oh yeah, it's only 80, 
$83. Does it make a difference if it's $83 or $883? Right. Um, so I know with the mortgages... Um, well, I just mean as, on the credit score. Oh, part. no, yeah. no, no, it doesn't. Yeah, no. so it a, dollar, doesn't, right. a dollar collection is going to drop your score the same amount as a, as a, as a $2,000 collection. Um, so it doesn't make a difference at all. Um, and so as far as like charge-offs and stuff go, and it's all in how you word it, if you were really like, this is $84, like I want it just gone. There are companies where you could do a pay for a delete letter where you can ask them if I pay this amount, but it always has to be in a letter and it always has to be worded a certain way. Um, if you don't want to do the letter where you're actually admitting, you're just saying, you know, I see this on my credit report. If I pay this amount, will you delete it off of my credit report? Um, and then they can agree or not agree but if they agree they're going to send you something and you always want it in writing and if they say in writing yes we will delete it upon payment now you know it's safe to pay because they're going to delete it but they don't have to agree to that some of them don't agree to that so you have to be careful with your wording with the letter um, because you don't want them to use it against you now if you're trying to dispute it while well, they admitted this and you know because there's certain ways to get it deleted um, and we don't want to you know mess that up but if anyone needs you know help with like Letters for that, I can I can definitely help with that. That's really really. See, folks, I like this because I like hanging around with smart people because I learn stuff too. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's really valuable information, whether you knew that or not, because things like that. If you have something like that that's just languishing, let's say it's again eighty three dollars, eighty four dollars, that's been on, you know, it's three years past due because you just you know had an argument. How much could that potentially impact your credit score? Mm -hmm. um, so, depending on, believe it or not, depending on how, how high your score was, mm -hmm. really, just anyone who, unfortunately, anyone who has a high credit score, you're going to have a bigger drop. So, it could be anywhere from um, 40 to like 100 points oh, wow. um, of a drop. It, it really depends. The higher your score is, you're looking at more of like towards 100. Um, but if your score wasn't like that high to begin with, it could be like 40-ish points. Um, but still 40 points could make a difference in how much difference. you're paying on a mortgage, right? Huge difference. A huge, a 40, any, any amount of points could be a big deal um, for you. So you, you, that and late payments. Um, I really wanted to mention late payments yeah, today go on, because go for it. so many people that I talked to were like, well, I, I, you know, I'll look at their credit report. I'm like, you have like, you know, your your car loan has like 10 late payments. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, I didn't think it was a big deal as long as I paid it. You know, so a late payment can drop your score anywhere from 50 to 100 points. Wow. And that is just heartbreaking yeah. you know especially if you if your scores in a good place i mean just imagine you know if you're looking you know to get a home and let's say your score is seven hundred mm -hmm. and now it just dropped a hundred points and now you're at six like that's tough a big difference right so you you late payments is huge and anything more than i believe two late payments in a year could cause a problem even getting approved for some things so mm. you really want to like Make sure you at least pay that minimum amount of payment, whether you have to put a reminder in your phone or go on auto pay because you definitely don't want late payments. It's mm -hmm. really hard um, to even get those deleted. But if, if you do have a late payment and let's say you have one late payment, mm -hmm. let's say um, 
let's say you have really good credit history with uh, this particular, let's say it's Kohl's, and you're always on time and you had one late payment, and then after that late payment, you've been on time. What you can do is, and, and I say for the late payments like within the past two years because because those are the ones that affect your credit score the most. After two years, it really doesn't. Um, what you can do is do a goodwill, goodwill letter to the company, right? So you're going to want to first go on auto pay. Right, you're gonna to want to go on auto pay, even if it's just for this time while you're uh, requesting something from them, and you're gonna send them a letter and basically, kind of beg them, not beg, but you're really gonna, you know, show that you are remorseful for the late payment, le- the late, uh, the late payment, and uh, remind them of the history that you had and how and the on-time payments you had after that and give them a reason why you were late and let them know that you went on auto pay to ensure that this does not happen again and if you know it's it's stopping you from purchasing a home or giving you know it's it's hurting your credit and it would be a great favor to your family if they could reverse that late payment and um, make it positive for you um, so you just really really want to be sincere in the letter and some companies will will they will reverse it for you so you want to look for the CEO mm-hmm. Of the company, you want to Google and you want to send it to him and send it to like the regular, like whatever, you know, address that you send the bill to. So you want to send both of them and you want to send them certified. Wow. I never would have thought of that. Yes. I help with them. But if you want to do it on your own, like Mm -hmm. that's how that's how you want to address that letter. You want to be and it's worth it. It's to get a late, a late, I've, you know, to get a late payment reversed is Mm -hmm. great for you. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's the thing too, folks. You know, it's if. Your payment, I mean, if your credit score drops and you are buying a home, that means you are not going to qualify for the highest tier, the best credit, um, which has the lowest rate. So if it's instead of getting 7.55, you get 8.25, that means you're going to be paying a lot more money every month. A mortgage is a 30-year commitment. Now, maybe you'll be able to refinance it at some point. And hopefully you don't refinance it for more than the principal amount outstanding uh, when you do refinance. Um, You can really try to um, do this ahead of time because if you don't, it will impact how much home you can buy. Because you're only going to be qualified based on your income to pay so much every month. So if you can have that payment every month, if you're qualified for $2,500 a month... Well, if you could get that $2,500 a month so that you can find a three-bedroom, two-bath home in your ideal neighborhood, or that same $2,500 a month is a three-bedroom, one-bath home in not so nice of a neighborhood, you're still spending $2,500 a month, but you're not getting what you want. So if you could do certain things, a little bit of planning, and then a little bit of discipline, and yes, maybe even some sacrifice, Mm -hmm. so that you can make those payments and and pay as agreed... Because that will impact you and your family for years and years and years. And, um, you know, one thing I like to remind people, too, it's when you have poor credit and you start the process of repairing it, improving your credit, you didn't get bad credit in a month or two months or six months. You probably developed bad credit over a period of time so you should probably not expect to have you know valerie doesn't have that harry potter wand where she can make it so and just you know um 
that doesn't happen. It takes time to do these things, but you will get there if you start the process. And of course, the most important thing is you need to talk with someone that's experienced and thorough and smart like Val, because I, again, I've been in the home selling business for a long time, worked with a zillion buyers, some of whom qualified, some of whom didn't, some of whom could not because they just didn't have the discipline to take the steps necessary to repair their credit. And I've had others who have. And, you know, they get on a credit repair program. And by the end, if it's six months or a year, they can receive an approval for a mortgage. That should be huge incentive. Mm. Have you ever worked with folks who were trying to, excuse me, buy a home? Yes. Oh, most of my clients are trying, they want to be homeowners. That's my first question. What is your goal? And if it is home ownership, then I ask them, like, how, when are you trying to purchase a home? Like, is this something that has to happen ASAP or is this something within the next year? You know, just so I know when I'm, you know, what we're, what we're working with. And then I will look at your credit report and I'll be completely honest. Some people are so close, right? And there's Mm -hmm. just some tweaks that we can do and we can get them there a lot quicker than they thought. But a lot of times it is like he said, a process, um, like Joe said, a process. And it, it really is building like so we always look at our positives like what positives do you have and how can we maximize those positives and i'll give you advice on that what do we need to build what do we need to add and then on my end what do i need to restore and if we if we work together as a team and you know you're building your positives while i'm restoring the negatives we can get there a lot quicker for sure um and i just want to make make note so your like I said, the late payments, um, just so you're aware, you have access to 550 points, right? It's like a, it's, it's, it goes up to 850, right? And you start at, you start at 300. So you have access to those points. So I say it's like a game. How can I get the most points? And late on time payments is worth 192.5 points out of that. So wow. just being on time, mm-hmm. making on time payments, you're tapping in to those points right utilization is the next biggest that's 165 points so when your utilization is 10 percent or below a lot of people don't realize this you're tapping into those points so you need credit cards but you need to be able to work those credit cards so that you are um you know maximizing that's 65 percent of your score right there Right. And so utilization sometimes that's the first thing I will look at, because if your utilization is high and you can get those paid down, I know easier said than done. You're going to be able to get some points. Right. Yeah. Um, And then length of credit is 15 percent of your score. Um, So the older, like I said, trying to keep those accounts open and active and then inquiries is 10 percent and then mix of credit is another 10 percent. So I will always look at your credit report and see what do you have? Do you have credit cards? Do you have loans? Um, There's self loans that you can add that are really cheap that can get your score up. Um, And there's also rent. A rent. Mm-hmm. If you're renting, yeah, I heard they can add. They add rent now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so there's an amazing program. If you are <coughs> renting, if you are renting and you are not reporting it to your credit report, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. There's an amazing, amazing um, program that will allow you to go back to however long that you've been renting at your current place. So I had a. Um, an individual, she was renting at the same place for 17 years. Oh, wow. So it went back 17 years. So you got the age, you got mm-hmm. the on-time payments, 
and you also tapped into the mix of credit, right? Because um, it goes in as a loan, like almost like an installment loan. And within 30 days, her it's two. It goes to two of the bureaus. Her score jumped over 100 points. Wow, that's amazing. It's the best program that I've I've seen many, but this one that allows you to go back so far is great. Mm-hmm. And it it's not even there's no paperwork, right? So all they need is your landlord to confirm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Uh, Joe's been paying on time uh, this amount for this many years, mm-hmm. and then within thirty days. So, I mean, if you're renting, that's definitely a way to to boot. You might as well get credit for all that money that you're putting out. Right. So now you had said um, talked about type of credit. So yes. there's you know there are loans, and then there are credit, credit cards. cards. Yep, revolving and talk loans. about a little bit about the difference that. Yes. You know, are they weighed differently, et cetera? Yes. So revolving, um, they consider a strong pre- credit profile, at least four open active accounts. Two of those being cre- are revolving, which is credit cards. Um, and I'm going to say at least one of those credit cards should be a bank card, right? That, like a Visa MasterCard that you can use anywhere. Um, and then, you know, revolving meaning every month those amounts can change they can you know it could be fifty dollars one month or two hundred dollars another month and then installment loans uh short-term and long-term installment loans so each having at least one of each is really good so long-term installment would be a personal loan um or a car loan something that's you know a long like period of time and then a short term loan would be something of like at least 36 months and it could be very small mm-hmm. amount um, and self.inc s-e-l-f dot i-n-c they have loans I always say get the cheapest one for like $25 a month and at the end of the loan you get that money back that you put in for it but this is an example of like a short term loan that you want to get in there and you want to pay on time every month and towards the end of that loan is where you'll receive a lot of points but just making those on-time payments really helps if you have at least four of those things you're considered a strong credit profile Mm -hmm. obviously the more that you have the more that you can swing with keeping that utilization low and the you know the debt to income all that stuff where it needs to be you know that's where you'll see people with those high credit scores because they have you know they've have they have length they have loans they have credit cards that they're uh, you know utilizing correctly and stuff like that and now you said you mentioned debt to income i know what that is but maybe some of our listeners do not yes so if you are making you know a debt to income is how much do you make a year and then your debt right so your credit cards your loans i know like the student loans are in there um how much do you owe as opposed to how much are you making um, so there's that ratio and you know that can be an issue if it's if it's up there um, so so if you make a hundred thousand dollars a year and your payments on all of your loans total seventy five thousand dollars a year that's probably not too good no right yeah that can cause a problem yeah for sure yeah so um, you want to keep your debt to income ratio and usually they you know the, they look at what it is monthly mm-hmm. that's um, so if you're making five thousand dollars a month you don't want to have you want to keep your total payments as low as possible mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. Um, so you don't want to charge up too much on those credit cards because mm-hmm. those payments ratchet up really quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, you also mentioned student loans. Are they um, weighted differently than 
other types of personal loans or a mortgage or a car loan or a credit card? Yes. So student loans actually have been helping a lot of my clients, <coughs> believe it or not, because of the history. Mm-hmm. Right? Because a lot of these loans have been on your credit report for some time. So they actually really help. Like if you got them taken out, you will see a little bit of a decline a little bit um i believe i know like that's more like with the mortgage people uh lenders but i believe that they are weighted differently the student loans but i but but again if you have them please be on time with them <laughs> and now when you say on time okay my payment is due on the 15th and i made the payment on the 17th is yeah. how does that get reported to credit? If it's if there's no grace, you have to see if there's a grace period. If there is not a grace period, if they will report it. They are ruthless. So they're not all 30 days. Like I remember back in the day, wasn't right. everything, it was, you know, yes. 30 days late, then yes. it's late. I've been telling my clients because of the whole deferment thing okay. and then like all, you know, how things were stopped. And mm. they're like, well, they said it's going to start up again. And I said, please call. Because mm-hmm. I have a gentleman, he just graduated, um, and he's great. His credit's great now. His, his credit report's cleaned up, and he said they just started. And I said, please call and find out when the due date is. If there's a grace period, please, because if you get a late payment, it's going to drop. You, please don't do that to me. Right. <laughs> right. Please don't do that to me. Um, so I'm telling everybody, like, you're, you're they're getting, um, they're starting to get communication now that that it's mm-hmm. back up and running so please find out what the payment is when it's due because you just don't want a late payment um i have found student getting student loan late payments reversed has been um a little bit more challenging mm-hmm. than others because i'm able to get late payments re- reversed but it's been challenging mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now um what about so if someone has 10 credit cards with a $1,000 credit limit on each one. Yes. Talk a little bit about how they should manage that credit. Yes. Okay. So if you want to be perfect with your credit cards, this is the method that I use. With every one of those credit cards, you are going to want to find out when the statement date is. All right. So you have a due date and you have a statement date. A lot of us don't pay attention to the statement date because we focus on the due date. But you want to find the statement date. And so let's just take one of those cards. Let's pretend the statement date is on the 1st and the due date is on the 28th, let's just say. The statement date is the one and only day of the month that the credit bureaus look at your utilization, right? So an example, I have a gentleman who said, I don't understand why my utilization is always at 100% when I pay my bill in full on the due date. And that is because on the statement date, when they took a snapshot of his utilization, he was, if, his, if it was a $1,000 limit, he was at $1,000, right? And so they're like, oh, he's at 100% utilization. Now, if he pays it off on the due date, it doesn't matter because they already looked at it on the statement date, right? And so the due date is for, uh, they look to see if you're, they're going to give you a late fee, if you, if you, if you're going to pay on time and they're looking to see how much interest they're going to charge you if you carry a balance over. That's the only things that they look at on the due date, but the, but the statement date is very important. So what you want to do is let's say you have one of those great, first of all, you want to see how much of this credit card can I use that I know I'll be able to pay back. 
right? That is, so let's say you're like, you know what? I have $1,000 to pay back. So I want to use this credit card because I have reward points or um, whatever. You know, I have, I get rewards. So you're using the credit card up to $1,000. Now your statement date is on the first. You want to pay it down to at least, you want to pay at least $900 so that there's like $100 remaining at least by the statement date so that you're reporting 10% utilization. Then you want to pay that remaining $100 by the due date. And now you're going into the new month without paying any interest. Um, you're going into the new month with 10% utilization reported, which is great. And you made two payments in one billing cycle, which gives you extra points. Um, because if you have, I don't know the figures off the top of my head, but your credit report is also determined by how many on time payments you've made like 100 like so on every loan or every credit card you've made so the more on time payments you're making the more credit you're getting so you've made two payments in one billing cycle so that's like the perfect scenario but if you can't pay it down to 10% utilization pay it down as much as possible by the statement date and just know that's when they're looking at it um and then you know, but obviously by the due date as much as you can then. Um, but that would be the perfect scenario. That's when you really, you're not giving the credit cards any money. You're not right. giving them any reason to bother you. So <clears throat> I know when I've looked at um, credit reports in the past, it says, you know, reporting 30 days late. So yeah. if, you're, if, you're, if you're less than that 30 days, what does it show on the credit report? How, or does, like, how does that work? It's green. It's like on time. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, every, every um, depending on what... To, like what you're looking at, what method, you, like um, what monitoring system you're looking at. I mm -hmm. mean, the one that I use a lot, it'll have, if I'm looking at their history, if it's on time, it will be like a green check mark. Okay. And then it will be like 30, it will be like orange, and then and then it will be like 60, and then 90, and like, you know, it's, I think at red. 120 is when they usually charge it off. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Typically. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, if someone um, is wants to start building credit yes um where what should they stay away from um building credit well all right if you within six months of part first i'll say this because i because the lenders i have to say this <laughs> if you are six months ready to Per, like uh, apply and see if you can get pre-approved. Do not open any credit cards. I'm just going to say that. Because, okay, for buying a house. Yeah, right. for buying a house. Okay, but building credit. What you want to do is first you want to get a. Well, I'm going to say the first thing you want to do is if you are renting, do the rental. Which I will. After I'll leave the link of the rental maybe in the comment section of the of the what to go on. The reason why I say that is because you get more points with when you have less open accounts with the rental, right? So you'll get a bigger boost. So if you're renting, do the rental first, let it report to your credit report. Once it reports to your credit report, then you wanna get a self loan. A self loan, um, you can do self.inc, like I said, they have a cheap one, $25, or you can get a pledge loan from Navy Fed, Federal, right? It's a pledge loan where mm -hmm. you put your money and then they'll like, you know, it helps your credit, build your credit. You wanna get one of those short-term loans um and then a secured card the secured card you can get at any bank 
I will say stay away from ones that require you to do more than a $200 deposit. It's usually a $200 deposit. Um, look at the fees that they have and if, if the card will allow you to um, graduate to a regular card after so many months or so many on-time payments, right? So you want to make sure that that, that, that uh, secured card has those qualities. And then once you get that $200 card, you only want to charge $20 of it a month and pay on time and just continue and repeat that. $20, pay on time, $20, pay on time. That's how you start. And then within three-ish months of doing all those things on time, then you can see where your credit score is. If it's in a decent place, then you would want to get a regular bank credit card. Um, I, I have some videos that have examples of good beginner credit cards, mid-tier credit cards, um, high credit cards. But if anybody wants that list, I can give you that list. Now, there are other credit cards, like you said, bank credit cards. What mm -hmm. about when you're looking at something like a Discover card or mm -hmm. an American Express or... Mm -hmm. So Discover Card's are good. American Express, the thing with charge cards, um, they, they're they a little bit different than credit cards. Charge cards, I just want everyone to be really careful if you do decide to go to a charge card. I want you to keep in mind that a charge card is meant to be paid off in full at the end of the month. Okay, they don't they don't give you typically don't give you a limit so they'll allow you to just charge right and that sounds great but let's say that you go to um apply for a mortgage or something and you have like even just a dollar remaining on that charge card it looks like it's maxed out because they don't follow the utilization um oh, interesting. Thing, right so those are meant to be paid off in full at the end of the month so if you feel like you might have a hard time paying something off in full at the end of the month. Do not get a charge card or like that's, you know, American Express. Um, don't get a charge card until you feel you feel like that's something that you can do just because it could. And then if you do car keep carrying a balance, they could end up um, like just taking that, that, that privilege away from you. Now, I have, you know, there, um, I have like a, a Lowe's card and a Home Depot card. Yeah. And those cards, Lowe's or Home Depot does not take care, I don't know if it's both of them, or one of them is taking care of, you know, it's, if you read the fine print, it's Citibank, I think they handle that, and I know they handle other store charges as well. Mm -hmm. Does that still count as a store charge? It's a store charge, yeah. yeah, they're still good, there's nothing, but you need to have, a like, a card that you can use anywhere, like mm -hmm. a Visa or Master, like a bank card that you can use at any place, you need to have at least one of those, and then you can have this charge, those cards are really good, so the thing with store cards that I want you to keep in mind, um, for one, for instance, um, Children's Place, okay, mm -hmm. here's a good example, you have a little kid and you get a Children's Place card, and you use that card, it's great, now your child is a teenager and they're not in they're not in chat they're not you're not able to utilize that anymore so you don't use it and then after six months or so they close it on you you just lost credit history right and that is probably a card that's been with you for some time so if you're going to get a store card like Lowe's is great Home Depot is great if you're going to get a, a store card make sure it's something that you can keep using long even if it's you charge one small thing every six months or so because um, we don't want them to close on us especially when they've been on our record for a long right. time okay just keep that in mind now a question too how about when people um, 
co-sign or guarantee a loan for someone else? Ah, you really need to be careful. <laughs> um, co-signing is so risky because I've seen so many people's credit, the co-signer, go down the tubes. If you're co-signing and that person messes up, misses payments, gets it, if it's a car, gets it repossessed or whatever, that's going to go on your credit report too. I just need everybody just to be aware. So, I mean, if it's someone that you know, you know, they need a helping hand and you know that they'll be okay or they'll communicate with you if they're falling behind. So you, and if you're in a position to make those payments to make it, you know, use your discretion, but just keep in mind that when you are co-signing, you're putting, it's like that's your loan too, or, you know, and it's your responsibility and it's going, it, can affect your your credit report and i've seen so many people like they don't have control and they kind of mm-hmm. have to just sit there and watch their credit go down the tubes yeah so you have to be really careful yeah yeah yep folks you are listening to the joe luca real estate show on wnri 99.9 fm 1380 on the am dial i'm your host joe we're here every tuesday evening from six to 7 o'clock p.m. And we are here with our special guest this week, Valerie Tridenti. And um, she is talking about, obviously, credit and credit repair and credit improvement. You know, credit is one of those things that needs to be managed effectively so that you can um, basically enjoy the benefits, the privileges of obtaining or receiving a credit card, a mortgage, a car loan, student loan, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. These things, everything in our economy revolves around credit now. Um, you know, it, it, the total credit card debt in this country has exceeded one trillion dollars for the first time in history. So, a lot of people uh, have access to credit, but there are lots of different types of credit. And when we talk about mortgage rates, okay, for example, today the thirty-year fixed rate is seven point three three percent. 30-year FHA, 6.66, and the 30-year VA, 6.68. Those are top-tier rates. So let's say you're going for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, and you think you're going to get 7.33, but, oh, you had, you know, you were late making payments on your car loan for a period of time, or um, you maxed out all of your credit cards. You're not going to be able to qualify for that 7.33 in all likelihood. Um, a mortgage lender like Don Miller, at, uh, the principal lender at North Point Bank, 401-241-9676, he could give you the definite answer. But in all likelihood, you probably will not be able to qualify for that top tier, that prime rate. So you need to talk to someone like Val ahead of time. Ideally, you know, if you can plan ahead, you know, I say this every week, you know, fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Um, that was my high school freshman biology teacher always reminded us about that. And you have to prepare. So you're an adult. You can take the time to think, all right, you know, I just signed a lease on my apartment. I'd like to buy a house in a year. Okay, what do I have to do? What you want to do is you want to reach out, give Val a call, and have her check everything out for you. After Val does, then we can connect you with me. We can connect you with Don. And then we can start the process so that you can, if you need to make some, take some steps to improve your credit, 
Val can help you with that. If you don't and you're good to go, great, then I can start sending you homes. And we could even start making appointments to look at homes at some point. Maybe not 12 months out, but six, five, four months out, start looking. Because you want to time everything. And things, you know, if you have an offer accepted today, you may not be able to move into that house for 30 or 45 days. So now we're already back to... 11 or 10 and a half months into your lease. So plan ahead so that you can be in a good position. You can be in, you know, in the driver's seat with what you want to do and what you think you're going to qualify for when it comes to a mortgage. Because you may not want to utilize all that you are approved for in a mortgage. So you're approved for a $500,000 mortgage. You only want a $400,000 mortgage. Great. I applaud that. But wouldn't it be better if you could have that $400,000 mortgage and pay a lower rate? Or if you could get the $500,000 mortgage with good credit, your payment would be the same as if it were a $400,000 mortgage with bad credit. All right. Um, Val, anything, any thoughts you want to add into that? No, I mean, I like that closing statement because I always tell people, don't let credit be the reason why you can't make a move in something in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Always be prepared. You know, even if you're like, well, I don't know when I'm going to purchase a home. I don't know when I'm going to need a car. Get your credit in a situation now. You never know what can come up anyway in everyday life where you may need your credit. So I always say just having that in your back pocket, like my credit is good. So any move I want to make or anything that comes up, at least that's good, you know, definitely. And then two folks, don't forget, you know, everybody likes to have a nice car. You like to be, you know, flexing, driving down the road in the summer in a nice shiny car. But sometimes take a step back. Maybe don't get the really nice car. Maybe, you know, dial it down a little bit so you can pay it off sooner or you don't have to borrow as much because that could prevent you. And it will it will impact how much money you can borrow mm-hmm. because that's a longer term loan. Car loans are five, six, seven years now. So a mortgage is 30 years. You know, that could impact how much you would be approved for. Right. <clears throat> right. And then you can have, you know, definitely ha- budgeting. I'm going to tell everybody budgeting, just putting yourself in position where you're, you know, your utilization is a big problem right now. Probably one of the biggest problems with everybody is the utilization. Um, just hard times that we came across in the economy. So, you know, trying to budget and making decisions like that where how can I have more money in my pocket so I'm not in a situation where my utilization's high or I can't, I'm getting into debt. So... Yeah, because again, folks, like that's one of the things, um, as I turn the camera around here, you know, you want to, it's very easy, you get a credit card, and I, I, I can't recall the numbers offhand, but you know, if you have a credit card, and whatever the interest rate is, let's say it's $1,500 that you owe, and you make that minimum payment of whatever it is, 20, 30, 40 bucks a month, you could be paying that off for 10 years. I mean, it's like a ridiculous amount of time. And if you look, you know, people always say, oh, my 30-year mortgage on my house, I paid twice what I bought it for. Well, if you do that credit card and you take the full time to pay it off, you're probably going to pay three or four times what you originally borrowed because after a period of time, you know, it, it just the interest continues. Compounding interest is can be your friend or it can be your enemy. Right. And depending upon what you do, how you spend your money, how you invest your money, um, will make all the difference. And that's why it's almost more important to manage your credit, your debt, than your savings. Because it could impact you in a much more severe manner, uh, you know paying 25% on a credit card for an interest rate Um, as opposed to if you're saving money okay what are you going to 
save and get a one percent on your savings account or two percent mm-hmm. you know you can manage that really well but you're not making that big of a difference if you don't manage the credit side well the debt side well that that can impact you adversely for years yes okay and that will impact how much home you can buy how much car you can eventually you know purchase etc mm-hmm. but the house has to you know the ultimate goal of getting a mortgage should take precedence over a car because when you buy that car What's the average price of a car now? Forty thousand bucks, forty-five thousand bucks. You drive it off the lot; it's already worth less. It's already worth less. So if you put a, buy a forty-five thousand dollar car, you put five thousand dollars down, you owe forty. You drive it off the lot; maybe it's worth what you just paid for, what you what you owe on it. And then the more you drive it, the more the value goes down. Yeah, true. you know, when you buy a house, most times it's not going to decline in value. Okay, unless you buy the house this year and you need to sell it next year, when you start adding everything in, even if the house did go up in value, the expenses, the charges, etc., um, you know, it will have cost you money to sell next year. But the longer you stay in your home, the longer, uh, the greater positive impact on your net worth it will have. Okay, I can't count the number of times I've helped clients who are paying rent. And then they buy a home and then they sell that home within three, four, five years. And wait a minute, they just now, they sell that home, they pay the mortgage that whole time, but wait, they have, you know, five, ten, twenty thousand dollars And that's not a lot of money in appreciation. The past several years, we've people have been receiving that type of equity appreciation or equity accumulation yearly, ten, twenty thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. So just by changing your outlook, mm-hmm. managing your credit, you can set yourself up to develop net worth, and the average homeowner has a net worth that's 35 times greater than the average renter. Yes. Let that sink in. 35 times, not 3.5 times, 35 times greater. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, folks, you've been listening to the Joe Luca Real Estate Show right here on WNRI 99.9 FM, 1380 on the AM dial. And, of course, on uh, WNRI.com. You can check us out after the show. We upload it onto Spotify. And we also replay the show Saturdays at 1 p.m. right here on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. You can listen to this show again if you're uh, cleaning the house, uh, driving around. You can um, listen to all the great words of wisdom, the pearls and nuggets that uh, Valerie uh, gave us today to help you improve your credit profile. Um, and, you know, I, Val, I'm real happy with the way everything went today. You're great on the... Oh, my you gosh, just, it was so much fun. Yeah, you're just great. <laughs> Time has flown Thank by. You. I appreciate but, it. I love um, being here. Thank you so much. Yeah, so if everybody has any questions, again, Val, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Um, you can text me or call me at 401-648-9996. Or you can reach me um, on Facebook, Valerie Jean, J-E-A-N, or Instagram. It's at V Tridenti. V Tridenti, T-R-I-D-E-N-T-I. That's a nice Irish name. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And yeah, Valerie is great at what she does. Um, She's great to work with. Obviously, she has a great radio voice. She's, you really sound thank awesome you. on the radio. Oh, thank you. Um, and yes, we'll try and get her back on here some other time. But um, in the meantime, I want to thank our sponsors, Beacon Title and Escrow, Rich Nicholson and Anthony Betancourt, the partners over there, closing attorneys, escrow for all of our residential and commercial business. 
Don Miller, the principal lender at North Point Bank, 401-241-9676. GMets Moving and Storage. Check them out, gmetsmoving.com. You can even book a move on their website. And, of course, Vern Rainville, 484 3008495, the public insurance adjuster of choice for Joe Luca Real Estate. If you have any questions on any of those, you can call me 401 409 5030. We'll be back next week. Take care. Bye bye. This is WNRI One Socket.